To jumpstart your year, we're coming at you every day this month with mini bite-sized episodes to get you reflecting on what's working and what's not in your parenting and productivity journey. Our goal with this series is to create momentum and spark creativity so you can go into the new year with clarity and intention. Hey guys, I'm Kimberlyn and I am back with day 23 of our Jumpstart Your Year series. Today, I'm gonna be reflecting on the question, what is your relationship with asking for help? And how are you able to ask for what you need? And my first reaction to this question is, it's complicated. (laughs) I have a really, really hard time asking for help, if I'm being totally honest. And I don't really know, I've been reflecting on this a little bit myself and wondering what, what does this inability, not inability, because I definitely have learned how to ask for help, but reticence to asking for help? Where does it stem from? And I think that it has a lot to do with one, me wanting to be seen as right this independent, self-sufficient woman. And two, I think there also is kind of a, a desire to control everything. And when you ask for help, you can no longer control certain aspects of the way that you were given help, right? And I think about this particularly in terms of, you know, raising my daughter, in terms of help around the house. I have had cleaning ladies, for example, in the past here in Chile, it's actually, well, not so much anymore, but when I first moved here, it was very, very cheap to hire somebody to, to, you know, to come to your house, like something around 10 to $20 a day. And so at one point in time, when I, when I first moved here, a lot of people had house cleaners, like either, you know, three days a week or all week. I generally just stuck to like once a week and while it was helpful and and it was definitely very like nice to have the house clean and to not have that burden on, on me, I ultimately ended up not having a house cleaner because there was a certain level of like lack of control that I had that I was having a hard time dealing with really. So for example, you know, them doing things in a way that I wouldn't necessarily want things done or not doing things in the way that I wanted them done. And also just me not knowing how to give clear instructions to delegate. I think I I definitely have an, an issue, especially when it comes to things that are like very particular that I don't want people to see that side of me. And so therefore I don't ask, right. I don't want to be seen as, you know, high maintenance, or I don't want to be seen as like, oh my gosh, like how complicated. And so it's almost this image of myself of wanting to appear laid back, wanting to appear like, you know, um, just go with the flow. Like nothing bothers me. I'm very low maintenance. And so me refusing to get vulnerable to that point of being able to ask for that kind of specific help. So yeah, I think that there there is definitely a level of vulnerability around asking for help, a level of like letting people in and showing people, you know, what you need. Um, Especially when it, it, when it comes to like a, a paid kind of relationship, a paid type of help where you have, you know, every right in the book to ask, like, I want this done this way. And yet I still have trouble with that. And like, 
you know, thinking about like unpaid help, right? Like of, of, you know, moms of my daughter's friends who, you know, take her for the day or asking, you know, help from my daughter's grandmother on her, her dad's side, right? Because here in Chile, I only have her dad's side family. I don't have, you know, my family. I do now have a partner who, you know, I can also trust to, to take care of Sophia or just, you know, simply be here in case she needs anything. Luckily now that she's older, it's, it's easier, but, but yeah, like when you're, when you're asking someone for help and you're not really giving them anything in return, you really have to kind of ease up, I guess, on the expectations and ease up on, on the control. And for example, when Sophia was a baby, I, I was very particular about the way that I wanted her to be raised and to, to a fault. I, I can admit that now, but I was, you know, I wanted sole, you know, breastfeeding. I did not um, give her formula until she was about a year old and, you know, she was sick and her dad was like, we need to, you know, feed her something else because, you know, I had been doing things my way and it got to a point where they, they were like, we need you to you know, ease up. <laughs> and I had a really hard time with that. So, you know, breastfeeding and baby wearing and baby lid weaning I did. So it was hard also because I, there was no one in my corner who really understood the kind of crunchy mom techniques that I wanted to implement. And like when it comes to baby led weaning, I think a lot of people have issues around giving other people's kids like full, you know, pieces of food because there's the choking hazard or, or they feel like something is going to happen and they're afraid of doing that. And so I didn't want to delegate that. I wanted it to be done, but I didn't want to delegate that because people looked at it weird and people questioned my decisions. And, and I think that there's definitely a inner work that kind of needs to be done around that. But also at the same time, now that I'm like saying it out loud, I think it's okay to want things to be done a particular way. I think it's okay to have, you know, your values and your desires when it comes to your kid. But then also not get so wrapped up in you are the only one who can care for your kid the way that you want, you know, your kid to be cared for to the point of your own detriment and your own, you know, not taking care of yourself, which ultimately happened in my case. I mean, I think that my over control over the situation definitely led to, it led to my divorce if I'm being totally honest, me wanting to control everything, him not really being physically here during the week to participate in that. And then not wanting to, to follow, not necessarily schedule. We were, we were definitely, everything was kind of baby led, like, so, you know, on demand breastfeeding and whatnot, but he was skeptical of that. And I wasn't willing to compromise and I think there was also like a conversation that we just didn't have before having kids of like, how do you want to raise them? So yeah, <laughs> going back to, to the asking for help. So it's something I've definitely struggled with. I've, I've learned, especially after my divorce, I learned to, you know, <clears throat> give up the reins a little bit, a lot actually. So, you know, every weekend she was going with her dad from an she was a year, nine months old. And so I was still breastfeeding her. And on the weekends, I would not breastfeed her because she was with her dad um, or she was with her you know, grandmother or she was with other family. And, and that year is the year that I also learned, you know, to travel on my own. And so I would go like 
spans of like a week, two weeks. No, it never actually two weeks that, that year, but I did go like, you know, seven to 10 days on vacation without her. And, and I realized that that was so fueling for me and so life-giving that, you know, I kind of ultimately had to say like, okay, she's yours for the week. I can give you some tips, but you know, I have to trust that you are her father. You are her family. You're, you have her best interest in, in mind. And I think that's when things really started shifting and where I started realizing that I can't ask for help and I can't ask for help in terms of childcare. And, you know, now I definitely rely way less on his family. She still goes to his house over the weekend, but especially with pandemic and then this like lack of social network, right? Like you could no longer just rely on the grandparents because the grandparents were in isolation and, and she actually didn't see her, her grandparents for several months during pandemic. So that was no longer an option. And in pandemic in particular, we had friends around the neighborhood who had kids her age. And that's when we started kind of building this village, right? Of, okay, like you take the kids for a little bit and then I will take the kids another day. And it was, it was very much this learning to lean on other moms. And that I think really opened my, my eyes to like, okay, how can I actually ask for help and how can, you know, not necessarily like on a system of like, you take them this day, I take them the other day, but like when I actually need help, like this day, I can't actually take her. I have a big project and learning to, you know, to ask. And I think one of the biggest things that has really helped me through that is offering help when, you know, when it is just like stupid easy for me to take the kids, when it doesn't require any sacrifice on my part. And I know that maybe the other parent doesn't necessarily need the childcare, but, but anytime your child is being taken care of, like, that is a relief. That is a, one less burden on your shoulders. I love when people are offered to take my kid because it means that I can get work done. It means that I could take a nap. I can just like lay on the couch and read and and not have to feel like at any point in time, they're going to, you know, ask me for, for snacks or help or, you know, mommy, can we do this? Come on, can we do that? It's, it's a relief when, when someone can take care of your kid. And so I have, you know, I started with Sophia's friends, like Sophia wanted to bring, you know, friends over. And so I've been very, very open to, you know, being kind of like the house where the kids play and we've got the pool and, and of always kind of offering that help, especially when I see, for example, you know, her best friend, her mom doesn't have a car and her dad works during the, during the day. And so if I can, if I can find times where I see them, like, and they're about to take the bus, like back home and they live, you know, two blocks from me of really offering that help. And I think that as a society, we've kind of gotten away from, from that help, like offering help because we don't want to interfere. We don't want to, you know, make someone feel like uncomfortable. Like they, you know, they have to say yes, or I don't know. I'm just trying to imagine like all of the stories that I've have told myself of like, no, I don't want to interfere, you know, but I have let that guard down. And so anytime I see a moment where someone needs help and I can offer it, I offer. And so that has really been a beautiful way of me kind of giving. And then when I need help, I don't feel so bad. And I don't feel so 
hesitant to ask for help at the same time. And so it's, it's really just like a give and take. And it's not like anyone's, you know, creating this chart of like, okay, I helped this day. So, you know, you have to help me this day. It's really just like as life occurs and, and we've gotten to a place where, you know, I can ask her for help at any time. And she asked me for help. And sometimes like, I can help and sometimes I can't. And same for her. Sometimes she can, sometimes she can't. But we've kind of broken through that ice of, you know, of what if, right? Of, of should I, shouldn't I? And we just ask. And it's beautiful. And I'm trying to kind of implement that in other, you know, areas as well of, okay, like I can ask for help and I can offer help. And that's kind of how the world I believe is actually meant to work. It's it's how villages are built of, you know, me offering up of my gifts, of my service, of, you know, the things that I can offer. And then also receiving help in areas where I need help. And so that's kind of been the evolution of me asking for help. So I'd be interested in hearing your story. Do you guys ask for help? Is it hard for you to ask for help? Yeah. Let me know. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'd be really interested in hearing your story about your relationship with asking for help. So guys, if you liked this episode, you might also enjoy The Village, our community and co-work space, which offers opportunities for connection, accountability, and intention setting. Check out the link in the show notes for upcoming meetups and to follow along with our daily prompts this month. All right, guys, see you next time.